Shut up and sit down. A ding dong, ding dong, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 105 of Third Shift. I am the inglorious bastard himself, Mr. Eric. Dun dun dun. And as you can probably imagine, there is another inglorious bastardo here as well, named Mr. Matt. And Mr. Matt's going to tell us all sorts of stories about his week, etc., 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 as you guys and girls well know. That's right, Eric. And hey, are you ready? Are you ready to go live on the fives? Because we're not doing that. Good. Fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> but of course, I do have lots of stories about my week, and I have lots of stories about the previous week as well, because we had special guest Joe King on the last episode, and I didn't want to be like, yeah, let me talk about New Japan Pro Wrestling and how cool that is for like five minutes and make Joe go, oh, God, what, what did I get myself into? What kind of podcast is this? What, what are we even doing uh, So here? we got... Uncle Matt's to-the-mat trifecta right here. So I'm going to talk about New Japan's G1 tournament that did finally wrap up on the 12th of August. So it was a little while ago, and I got my bracket all done, all filled out. I got laminated. Oh, super cool. I, I got to say, the the tail end of that tournament was outstanding. Some of the best matches I've ever seen, or at least have ever seen in a very long time. Omega versus Ishii. Those guys always put on crazy killer matches, and it doesn't really make sense because they're two totally different styles of wrestlers. Like, Kenny Omega is, like, the biggest name on the indie scene right now, and he wrestles, like, a really high-energy style, kind of, you know, it is a hard-hitting or hard-hitting-seeming style, but it's, all, it's like a lot of movement, a lot of jumping, a lot of doing all this other stuff. And Ishii is one of those guys who, if you've ever heard in books... Like the the description, like a cigarette machine with a head on it for just like a big, just blocky beef guy. That's him. But they put on these incredible matches. Like just beating the crap out of each other. And Ishii's keeping up with all his high flying stuff. But he's just a guy and he'll just like knock your block off. That's what he does. That's his gimmick. He's the stone pit bull. His bites won't let go. So they had an outstanding match. Just beat the crap out of each other. And you could tell they actually did because Kenny's lip got like busted wide open and it was like hanging and i mean it was kind of gross but not like when i say it it sounded like really gross like his whole lip just <laughs> yeah just flapping there blood gushing and drizzling but it was just like split down the middle and just blah. man but just incredible match those guys are awesome and then two nights later omega and kota ibushi put on another fantastic match then in the finals ibushi versus Tanahashi and Tanahashi had two nights before had another fantastic match with Okada just outstanding stuff from New Japan if anybody doesn't like whatever wrestling they're watching you need to watch New Japan or you need to watch Lucha Underground or something because there's so many different styles of wrestling out there guaranteed if you like wrestling at all there's something out there for you New Japan is 100% it for me also what is awesome and is the other wrestling for me is NXT WWE's developmental territory. They had their big takeover event on Saturday night. Amazing. There was one match that was great, and then everything else was at least excellent or like superlatively great. Like awesome. If anybody doesn't like the main roster stuff, watch NXT because it's, it's just outstanding. And then the weekly show is just an hour. So you watch it, you're in and out, bim, bam, boom. Takeover is like two and a half hours, two hours, 45 minutes. And the matches are amazing. Just great. Great commentary, great action. Anything you could want, NXT, 
New Japan, just do it. Just do it. Then they had SummerSlam, which was like 18 hours and had like 47 matches in it. That was okay. It was, there was some good stuff. There was some bad stuff in there. The big thing about it was they were like, oh, it's going to be six hours long, two-hour pre-show, pre-show four-hour main show, and there's like 13 matches. And everyone was like, this is going to be freaking ridiculous. But three of those matches, they turned into like total squash matches. So over in like maybe three minutes... And a lot of them were like surprises that they were going to be a squash match like that. So it kind of gave the crowd and the viewer, myself at home, a break. Like, okay, that was a big long match. All right, what's up next? And it was like, boom, fast food burger in your mouth. Oh, great, cool, awesome. Now I'm pumped up for this other big long match I got to go through. Another big one, another big one. Boom, fast food burger. Oh, great, cool. So they actually did a really good job on that one, I thought. And then what's next? What else have I done? Oh, I just talked about a three-pack of wrestling things. It's time for Matt's three-pack movie pack, 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 Pac-Man. I don't know. Pack-Pack. I, mm-hmm. I lost the thread. But I went and saw three movies over the course of, I guess it was just this last week or maybe a week or two. Go through them real quick. Went and saw The Meg. That was, like, ridiculous fun. The big old shark movie with Jason mm-hmm. Statham. I mean, obviously not a cinematic wonderland, but it was really fun for a big giant shark movie. I enjoyed that one a lot. And then Danny and I also went and saw the Cowboy Bebop movie over at Celebration Cinema. The first time I've been to Celebration since like five years back. I don't even know. With their big giant recliner seats and everything. But that was outstanding. That was great. I've been a fan of Cowboy Bebop since it first came around in 98. So it's been 20 years since it got released over here. And to see all my favorite characters up on the big screen was just like, this is the greatest moment. So so good. I was smiling from ear to ear like a little kid, watching them doing their thing. I was like, ah, hell yeah, Spike. You freaking show them. Oh, Jet, you old cranky old man. Look at you go. Oh, Ed's just crazy, ridiculous fool. There goes Iron, the little dog. Oh, heck yeah. So that was, that was fantastic. I'm so glad that Danny found the tickets to that and was like, hey, want to go? So that was great. And then the other movie I saw was Christopher Robin. And now everybody, everybody knows that I'm the guy who likes dark, twisted, despair-inducing things. But the older I get, the more I also appreciate like just really good, pure, like wholesome entertainment, too. And this was fantastic. I really loved Christopher Robin. It was a touching story and a simple story and just a, a good story. You know what I'm saying? As a father yourself, I'm sure you... you you know, you watch some of the kids' stuff, and it's well, like... Oh, I see I see all of them now, yeah, and I love all of them. They're great. No, well, some of them are, but in real life, yes, there are a lot of them that are just good good family stuff, stuff that actually touches on uh, good family matters or just, like you said, whole wholesome material in general, and mm. that's nice. It, when every show on TV is, hey, let's be as brutal and dark and disgusting as possible, mm-hmm. sometimes you just want to go see something that's just nice and clean and good. And that's what that was, and I loved it. Which is strange, though, because like the reviews just tore that movie to bits, man. Everybody was like just roasting on it, and I'm like, it didn't seem so bad to me. And, of course, you saw it, and you're like, yeah, no, it was good. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I hate reviewers. I just hate, I hate movie reviewers. I hate that whole genre. Ugh. Yeah, I, I do, too, because any time a movie comes out, it's either the guy who's way too into it or the people who rip it apart. And it's like, there's no middle ground. There's no people like, hey, it was a pretty good movie, or it wasn't that great, but it has its moments. It's either, this I'm shaking coming out of the theater because it's the greatest thing I've ever seen, or it's just cinematic trash, nobody cares, why would you ever spend your money? Like you said, I read some of the reviews too, and I'm like, 
whatever. I'm going to go watch it. I'm not going to care what anybody says. It was a great time. It was a nice, touching little story. Son of a what gun. What do you want? You know, and before you move too far away, I got a little funny side story about the Meg. So mm. you saw the Meg, and I was talking with Howard, you know, a coworker of ours at work, and mm. he was like, He's like, yeah, the wife wants to take the kids out to see the Meg today. And I was like, hmm, what seems a odd? A lot of blood and gore and murder and death, right? He goes, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I did this on purpose, obviously. And I said, I said, you know, there's there's boobs in there, right? What? I said, yeah, there's a scene where the Meg comes up to the glass and they're in bed, and she comes up and you get a you know you get a tit shot, and then the thing starts beating its head, and then everybody runs. And he goes. Oh no! I got a call. We can't see this. We can't see this. So he immediately starts to call his wife, you know, to make the call to cancel the whole production. And I said, "Howard, I just told you there are blood, guts, murder, death, kill, and that's fine. You're gonna take the little kiddos, all line them up in ducks in a row, and see this. I say there's one boob shot, and you literally call your wife, and you are canceling this immediately. Yeah, that's unacceptable. So murder, death, and kill is fine. Yep, mm-hmm. a boob is not. Nope." You see what's wrong with this, right? You see what's uh, wrong with this picture? <laughs> so, yes, that is my Meg story. It was just going, oh, what is wrong with society? Just, God. So did did you let him perpetuate in the belief that there were boobs in the movie? Because there were no boobs in that movie. No, 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 no. He he quickly, uh, Rhonda, Rhonda jumped in and went, I don't know. I thought I heard it was PG-13. And then he looked oh, it up okay, and okay. went, you're lying to me. And I went, yep. I just wanted to prove a point, Howard. <laughs> Good. <laughs> so I didn't want him to miss out on an actual fun movie because if the kids can't go, you know Howard doesn't get to do anything. No, he did go see it with the kids, all that good stuff. Oh, okay, okay, cool. But still, yeah, I, I totally understand what you're saying because that is ridiculous. Yeah, I'm fine if you're fine with them seeing everything and doing everything. Whatever, hey, raise your kids how you want. But if yeah. if you're not cool with like you're cool with blood and like men getting ripped eyes ripped out and stuff and and a boob mm. just. Is a big the biggest no no in the world? So, don't make sense to me, man. It's crazy. I mean, I guess that does make sense because it's a kid. I don't know. Well, not like a kid, kid. But when I was younger, we, mom and I would watch like Terminator Two. But if it was like a boob scene, she'd be like, "Hey, look over there." Okay. Well, yeah, you can look back now. Okay. All the parents do it, but that's the problem. Is yeah. I think it's just a you know it's one of those bigger issues like. Like the rest yeah. of the world is doesn't have the issue like we do here. It's just like, but, but they've got it reverse. They do. You can You're see right. all the boobs you want. No but blood. If someone gets a paper cut. Oh, triple X. It has to turn. Yeah, it has to turn green, or cut away, or blurred out, or you know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm like, what in the world? This world's crazy. <laughs> mm-hmm. The only other thing I've been doing this week is I've actually gotten back into Danganronpa, another episode, Ultra Despair Girls, fairly heavy. Like it. It wasn't sucking me in for the first, like, three full chapters, but this last one, things have gotten really dark and really twisted and really disturbing, which is just what I want from a Danganronpa game, so it's totally hooking me in. And then the fact that, I mean, I said it on the What You Play in Third Shift, the villains in this game, at least all of them so far, are like grade schoolers, so with them doing these dark and twisted and amoral and freaky things, and then you have this little voice coming out, ha 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 ha, it's like extra dark and twisted and weird and creepy and i love it it's just so good and when like there's i can't spoil it but there's two of them that turn on each other and it's just like oh man she's like manipulating this one i'm like oh god it's so good these little kids are just like dark and evil it's great crazy i love it 
So I'm coming up on the last bit of that now. I'm probably I will probably have it beaten by the next episode, but I'm just oh, I'm just digging it now. I'm just smashing through it, having a great time. And that's it for my week, Eric. What about you, dude? And I will just quickly say you better have it beaten because uh, Kiwami Two comes out in what two weeks? Maybe sooner. One week. It's one week. Yeah. Yeah, you got one week, so you better have it beat because next week you're playing Kiwami Two. Well, it it will be beaten. I'm just I'm just hedging my oh, okay. bets here. Okay, I was going to say, uh, you're going to have problems soon, man. You better get it done. So my week was my child's birthday. And as, you know, fun-loving little parents, we hosted a big, oh, get-together at the house and did this My Little Pony theme. And I cooked flapjacks and waffles because, of course, in My Little Pony, for some reason, they eat lots of breakfast in that show, I guess. So that was the theme. And we named all the different items after different ponies and different things they do in the show itself. With Pinkie Pie pancakes Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All that greatness. So we did that. It was a lot of fun. She had a good time with it. Invited some of her friends over and some of her like new friends from like Girl Scouts and stuff. We haven't previously done that. Usually it's just been family and friends. So it's like really the first one where we've kind of invited like more of her friends, friends and stuff. Mm. Went well. Uh, thankfully, Amanda was here on this one. So all I had to do was cook and talk to men people and and just mm. that was it you know last year i just had me, men standing around the grill yes hey man, hey, bro, 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 bro. about time to flip that one in the corner yeah you want me to help out grab a sausage no man i'm good okay cool yeah 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 play you see a new show <laughs> <laughs> so i had to do that so easy peasy for me still a long day no matter which way you swing that kind of thing so after that was done vegetated didn't do much all for the rest of that day and then sunday we said, oh, you know what? This is the day. I'm not doing anything. I'm going downstairs. I'm playing video games. And that's what I'm doing all day. Nice. And I did it. I I got stir crazy. Uh, mm-hmm. And I and my problem was I played, I had, of course, World of Warcraft is what I wanted to play. But uh, Destiny 2, I needed to get the Solstice Armor. And, Solstice Armor, and then uh, we got to get the Whisper of the Worm. So I was like, well, let me knock out the rest of this stuff for the Destiny 2 thing so it's out of the way and I'm not screwing over you know, my compatriots in that. And then I'll go to BFA and play that. Well, four and a half hours later, I finally finish up getting the Solstice armor and everything else. By this time, I'm stir-crazy. I can't, I can't think. I, can't, I don't want to play video games anymore. I don't want to do anything. I don't play games that long anymore. So it, for me, it was mm. out of my mind. So I go upstairs, I go outside, I'm just walking around. I sit in the yard a little bit and, you know, take a little break, breather. And then I come back and I'm like, all right, I'm ready for round two. And this is when the world kicked in. No, Eric, mm-hmm. you're done. So I started to play about 20 minutes in. Oh, well, we got to do this. We got to do that. Go do this. And then that, bam. So it's everyone else yeah. went stir crazy mm-hmm. too. And even though I recovered, the rest were like, no, okay, we're, we need to do something else. And let me jump in here real quick, because hearing your stories about Destiny 2 makes me very glad that I don't play that game with you, or games like World of Warcraft and stuff. Oh, we got to get geared up. Well, it took me four hours, and then I tried to play like three games with my sister and my brother-in-law, and then we couldn't do it, so I wasted like three more hours of my night trying to do that. Yeah, because we had to wait for this particular event to show up, and then three times in a row it was the opposite event. So then you wait 15, 20 more minutes for the next chance of it. So we just sat around for an hour doing nothing. I could put Overwatch in and play like 400 games in that mm-hmm. time, like without having to think or do. Or do. But, when you, but when you get that piece of gear, man, oh, it feels so good. 
<laughs> I mean, it does. Obviously, I've been on the the shallower end of that, but just ugh. Mm. every time you tell a story like that about Destiny, I'm like, whew, glad I did not ever get buy either of those games. No, you know. No, you, I'm gonna get you in World of Warcraft one of these days. One of these days, make, make it free, Eric. Make it free. Ah, fine, I'll talk to him. I'll talk to Blizzard. So, anyways, <laughs> that's when grunt mode set in because, of course, now at this point, I never, I didn't get to the dang game I wanted to get to, which was World of Warcraft uh-huh. Battle for Azeroth. And I'm like, holy mackerels! So the evening goes by, and then, of course, I get on to do the old the whisper of the worm, and well, it didn't go well. And now I'm in super grunt mode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. What start, what started as this wonderful day, just gaming all day, mm-hmm. ended up stupid, stupid, this, stupid, that. I'm done. I don't want to do it anymore. Shouldn't have even done any yeah. of it. Should have just gone outside, exactly. run around with the kids. Might as well took the kids to move on, get a plate on this place, and got some ice cream or something. Waste my time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's how that went down. Active weekend during the week, I got this bug in my head, and I was like. I need to play Persona 4. That's what needs to happen. Mm-hmm. I need to play it. So I put up on the Twitters and Facebooks. I'm begging people to give me a PS Vita. I'm like, I need a Vita. Please give me a Vita. Somebody fell, followed through, got me a Vita. So here I am today in possession of a PlayStation Vita and in possession of Persona 4. So you know what, boys and girls? Dreams do come true, okay? If you true. beg long enough, things happen. See, this is the universe's <laughs> response to you having that really shitty Sunday. There it is. Like, oh, okay, we're going to screw him over. He's not going to be able to get to the game he wants. He's not going to get to get the thing he wants in this other game. Everyone's going to ruin his secondary fun time. But you can play Persona 4. Exactly. And it all comes around. And now I'm cheerful and happy getting to mm-hmm. play a game I've been wanting to play forever. And I'm going to finally do it. And I'm excited. And this weekend, there's no big plans, so it's it's panning out to be a wonderful time. And that has been mm-hmm. my week. I haven't seen any movies, haven't really done much except for play those two said games I just told you about. Uh, I did, however, try the uh, demo of Valkyria Chronicles 4 for the Switch, and my God, is it good! Oh, it's so good. I can't wait. I'm excited. i got a finagle way to get that game, along with Dragon Quest XI. <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's, just, it's too much. It's overload. Plus... So that's my week. It's been fun. (laughs) Now, as usual, you saying something did spark something in my brain, totally unrelated to anything you were talking about. But I did want to give a shout out to the best uh, PlayStation 4 theme in the entire store, in the entire land. 3v3 freestyle basketball has a theme, and it's just got like this cool groovy hip-hop vibe. Like this whole song just goes on loop in the background. So sometimes now I just turn my PS4 on, and I don't even play anything. I just throw the controller to the side and I read a book and I'm just like, hell yeah, jamming to this cool music. Just, mm, mm. I've never played 3v3 freestyle basketball. I don't even know. I mean, I know what it is. Obviously, it's 3v3 freestyle basketball. Mm-hmm. But you know what I'm saying. Never played it. Never seen it in the wild. Never nothing. But the best theme on the entire store, and it's free. That's, that's what makes it even double best. I can relate that, Matt, because I bought Final Fantasy XV long, long ago and beat the crap out of that game, and it comes mm. with a theme, if you pre-ordered, of, a, mm. first off, some beautiful Final Fantasy traditional artwork scrolling across your screen, and then the main theme mm. to the game, just playing on you know track over and over and over mm. again, and it's just wonderful. And I do exactly yes. like you said. I, I'll put that on sometimes, and I'll just be playing in the background while I'm just reading a book, screwing around, and looking up stuff on the mm. internet. Good times. 
Heck yeah. I, I especially love it because anytime I'm like, I got to get my music going in Overwatch on Friday nights, I'll bring up that menu on the side and then the music starts playing because you're in the menu. And I'm just like, oh man, how could I get this to just play the entire time I'm actually playing? It just doesn't work though. No, unfortunately it doesn't. <sighs> but you know, before we move too far forward here, Matt, I do want to take the time to say last week, for anybody who hasn't checked it out yet, mm. we had a little interview, get together, chit chat with Joe King himself over at Gearbox. And oh, yeah. that was an awesome time. I enjoyed the hell out of it. Some fun questions. Really got to know Joe a lot better. Learn about what he's mm-hmm. doing in his personal life, what he's done in his professional life, all that good stuff. I want to give a big thank you and shout out for you coming on, Joe. If you hear this or if anybody talks with Joe hears this, hey, thanks a bunch. That was great. We appreciate it. And we also got a wonderful zinger out of it. So it's a win-win-win all the way around. Now, I 100% agree with that. That's probably one of my favorite moments of doing the entire show. I mean, especially like directly doing a show related moments. Cause we've been talking with Joe or seeing Joe on the streams for forever. So to actually get to not sit down directly with him, but you know, sit down and chat with him and learn all about him and see what a genuine and cool dude he is. Like I thought that really, that's what really stood out to me. I mean, everyone we talked to has been cool, but you know, anytime you get into like a community management, it's like, Oh, maybe they aren't the, the face that they show. Maybe he's not the cool guy that you see on the streams. He's totally just a regular cool dude. He just hung out with us, answered all our questions, had a bunch of fun. Great guy, great time. And uh, like you said, major thanks to Joe because that was fantastic. I concur. And of course, Danny has already gave a big shout out too because we're all very much appreciative. That's right. And speaking of appreciative, you suckers better be appreciating that my work screwed me over so bad that I couldn't even record IG2G because you got to have a glorious blooper reel. All kinds of fun. I listened to it myself and cracked up still. I mean, our laugh riot that we had, you know, back when I used to record over there and the chair in the, in the den over there, that's in the end of that blooper reel. Such good times, man. Yeah, that one is just a, that one's just a gold. That's a gold piece to be forever treasured. Oh, man, I miss I miss that. I need to do that again. We need to stay mm-hmm. up late and have some kind of problem and just be loopy-doopy out of our minds. <laughs> that's, that's the best part, because even earlier in that in that blooper reel, it's just us just f- completely falling apart. Like, the show just falls on the floor, and you're like, it is f***ing 11 o'clock. What do you want from me? <laughs> <laughs> I'm supposed to be in bed. Oh, I hate you guys. I think that was literally your follow-up line. Mm-hmm. I'm supposed to be in bed right now. I, I, I was lost for long before you even hit the record button. See? <laughs> I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> uh-huh. So coming up next week, we don't have anything on the regular, so you guys can hit us up with some Talented Tuesday. What's that? I don't even know. I mean, I write it down, but I don't know what it means anymore. Like, it's a meaningless term. Or if you're on the Patreon, what you're playing Third Shift will be dropping next week. So you have that to look forward to if you're a lucky Patreon person. Indeed you do. Now, the meat and potatoes here, Matt. Okay, mm. the meat and potatoes. So do you want to go ahead and give some of the potatoes, or we want to go ahead and give them all the air around it first? All 
I'm trying to think of what the segue was, but it's already lost to the annals of time because Dan just cut out like five minutes. So here it is right now. Hey, what do you guys know? What do you guys love? You love shift codes for Golden Keys in Borderlands 2. So hit up the Twitter, the Reddit, the forums, the Instagram. Hit up Joe King himself. Just like have him on your podcast and be like, hey, dude, can you get us Golden Keys? Except don't do that. Don't say that I told you to do that, but you can do that anyway. If he is your preferred shift code provider because you get to sell some free loot. Indeed you can. And you know what else you can get for free? It's called Battleborn, everybody. And if you don't know, you get a free rotation. And it's out. And it's probably a letter. Matt can probably tell you exactly what letter it is. It is E. e. This is rotation there E. There you go, because I don't know. Matt's got the, the ledger over there with the proper rotations. I would. Right. <laughs> all I do is go by his cue. Bada bing, bada boom. Mm-hmm. It is E. And let me just start this off by saying trash can bird is in play. The trash can bird is in play. So just play the trash can bird because you're trash. He's trash. You can all be trash together. <laughs> I don't actually mean that for anybody who's not familiar. You're not trash. It's okay. I'm just kidding. I'm just joking. I mean, if you play trash can bird, you kind of Well, I'm just trying to be nice, man. I'm trying to be nice. Now, see, here's <laughs> speaking of trying to be nice, it's a good thing we're not streaming because I got my gimmick over here that I was going to do for the live stream. Mm-hmm. I can't do it now because we're not on TV. And so this allows me now to do my new gimmick for the Battleborn free rotation, which is called Geek of the Week. Because usually, anytime we do it, you go, oh, man, you should play this person because this person's really cool. Now, from now on, because I've talked enough about Battleborn, I've talked about Battleborn for 105 episodes, I'm going to tell you the worst character to be and why it sucks. It's Trash Can Bird because he sucks. There you go. That's all I got this week. He does suck. He sucks. It, He's stupid. Except from that rocket mode. That was amazing. But you, but you can only play that in private matches and nobody has friends. True that. Point taken. Understood. But it was, so but if it was you want fun. to be trash and you want to be long in a trash can and you want to fly like for a little bit but do it badly because nobody plays trash can bird because trash can bird sucks. There you go. Trash can bird, he's the worst. <laughs> Thumbs down. All right. All right. There it is. Speaking of the worst, <laughs> it's the fact that there is literally no news this week from almost anybody out there. Gearbox Publishing, mum's the word. Gearbox Software, mum's the word. Hollow Spark, mum's the word. Compulsion Games, they are so knee-deep busy monitoring We Happy Few, checking that out, seeing what's going on, what's good, what's bad. Now, I will say there are just job, a couple Danny. little tiny little tiny, tiny little tidbits because we didn't get to mention stuff last week. Cause That's Joe true. Was on the show. We go two weeks ago. Yes. Now, the one thing I do want to mention is they did open up an official merch store for We Happy Few. So if you need to get some coffee mugs or some shirts or some other cool stuff, you can do that now. I don't have the address here. Danny, drop it in. www.wehappyfewgame.com forward slash whf dash merch forward slash. Or go to wehappyfewgame.com and click on the order button in the banner. Danny, you did great. Thank you so much for getting that in there for us. You know, before we kick off, too, from We Happy Few, I just want to say I've been watching a bunch of uh, gameplay on that game. Mm -hmm. And I know uh, you you were talking about getting into it or looking at it or checking it out as well. But let me just tell you, holy moly, it is a lot longer than I thought it was. Mm-hmm. I just was imagining, you know, it being three, four hours per character, maybe five, but that was going to be max. Mm-hmm. And then I thought also that you were going to be able to like swap between characters at will, you know, like hey, you know, oh, I yeah, did the yeah, intro, yeah. now I can go play. And and from what it looks like, you actually got to play the entire game through as Arthur, and then you open up the the next, the next, the next. Oh. And I'll tell you what, 
in this gameplay, it's been at least nine hours and still rolling with Arthur. So hmm. if you want some bang for your buck, you're going to get it. That game is way longer than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, unless they totally shortchange those two, that's going to be like 27 hours of content right there. Because mm-hmm. they were saying you'll see certain things from different perspectives. There you go. Bing, bang, boom. Yes, and then from also what I've watched so far, the interactions are fun. Arthur's like a witty, kind of just sarcastic guy. So if you like that kind of humor, he's definitely your man. But Sally is banana bonkers, weird. I don't know what's going on yet because I've only seen it from Arthur's angle. But I know some things, no spoilers. It's pretty dark and definitely mm. like intriguing. I'm wondering how this came about and why she is the way she is. And then, of course, Ollie... He's just my favorite, obviously. I, was, of course, I, yeah. I knew that from day one. He's a nut job, and he talks to himself, and he believes like his wife's talking in his head constantly and stuff. Oh, it's just great. That oh, is literally right. you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, Amanda's going to say no. Amanda's going to say <laughs> she's going <laughs> And that's what he does. It's, it's, it's perfect. It's so perfect. So awesome. I've enjoyed it. I've enjoyed it, you know, looking at that. And, of course, we've been gone out and about, so we're trying to get back on the wheel, check these games out, and get up to mm. date. But so far, pretty darn cool. And speaking of pretty darn cool, I think they had announced this earlier but didn't have any specific details on it. But the art of We Happy Few is going to be coming, published by Dark Horse, which does all the comics and all the other cool like graphical things. But this is going to be dropping on November 13th, 2018. It's up for pre-order right now for 40 bucks. It's a 200-page art book, so it's got art. It's got you know behind-the-scenes info, just like all the other good art books do. You know how we made it, why we made it this way, blah 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 blah. I thought it was cool to see that you know pop up and to hear that it was going to be a nice big fat art book too. I mean, we've all seen like the little chintzy ones sometimes, but 200 pages, you're getting some bang for your buck on that one. I agree. I, I used to like collecting things like that, not for me anymore. But to those who do, hey, more power to you. And like you said, this one's going to give you some value, and the artwork in that game is fantastic the whole aesthetic everything about it is fantastic so anything they they do and interpretations and you know interpretation of it is going to be awesome because i'll tell you that another thing about that game is the environments and everything that you see and do is just great i mean it's immersive it looks great it's all intriguing you want to know more about everywhere you go in it Mm -hmm. so they've done they've done a great job in a lot of uh, aspects So I think that does wrap it up pretty much for We Happy Few and Compulsion Games. They did a Reddit AMA, but I think most of it that I saw was either stuff we'd already talked about on the show because we've been following it forever, or people going, oh my gosh, I got bugs in this quest, and them going, hey, put in a support ticket, and we'll get a patch going. So I I didn't pull anything out of there. I don't know if you had a chance to even take a look at it yet, though. No, honestly, I didn't take take a look at it at all. I've been, once again, just watching tons of gameplay on it and walkthroughs, et cetera, et cetera. And I did notice that there are there are quite a few bugs here and there, but that's something they're working on. They're going to fix up, you know, mm-hmm. stuff you patch out. But unfortunately, when you're making a game like this and it changes so much over time, that's just the way the cookie crumbles. You're going to get some bugs, some problems in there. I don't think it hinders the gameplay. Myself, everything I've seen still plays pretty smooth and has fun with. But of course, you do have like a lot of your uh, your your game sites out there giving it a a, a decent notch unfortunately, because of things like the bugs that are hindering some of the quest lines, et cetera, et cetera. And and that's the one thing I was going to say is when it affects quest items, which is a couple of the things I've seen, then it is a problem. But like you said, it's come so far. It's changed from, you know, 
one certain game to a total different type of game. So there's going to be hiccups along the way. I think the patch for PC, at least one patch is already out. I think they have the other patch for PS4 and Xbox going through cert right now. Or it should be out of it maybe by the time you hear this. I'm not sure. But they're working on it. They're actively working on it. They said, like I said, that patch is in. So should be hopefully working itself out pretty soon here. Indeed. And just remember, regardless of the fact that they did get published by Gearbox, this is an indie studio making this game. Mm-hmm. So for the value you get out of it and the way it looks, that's is awesome. Yeah. Coming from an indie studio. So yeah. I, I, you know what, keep your mind right and keep your expectations where they should be. Mm-hmm. And you won't be displeased, I promise you that. Yeah, that's something that even I keep forgetting about because we cover it so much on the show and then we talk about it in in tandem with Gearbox so much that it feels like, well, it's like a AAA game, but it's totally not. It's an indie studio putting out what looks like and kind of feels like and acts like in what certain aspects for. a AAA yeah. game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But they're, they're striving for AAA, but, you know, they're just not a AAA studio yet. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing wrong with trying that, you know, aim for the stars. That way, if you hit, you know, the moon, you're happy. You know, what's that old adage, right? It's, you, got, you got it backwards, but it's fine. It's good enough. Is that what it is? <laughs> Shoot for the moon, you land among the stars. There you go. You're still okay. There it is. Mm-hmm. That's what I mean. You know Except what I'm talking about. Except you're out about. in space, so you, you're frozen. Well, you're, you're frozen and dead. And irradiated. But, you know, That's okay. Your we corpse is happy, I guess. I don't know. Is it? Well, happier than being in the ground. You're flying through space. I was to say, you are flying through space. You're preserved. That's pretty cool, too. <laughs> it's like one man Star Trek over here. <laughs> there's no space rot, right? I mean, I mean, there's literally nothing to rot. Everything's yeah. dead. So, I mean, everything on you would be. So, mm-hmm. there's no way you could rot except for Perfect. like radiation. So, when you're, yeah, ooh, the radiation might eat away at you over time, depending on mm. where you float off to. Yeah. I was just thinking of how cool would that be to float for like seven, eight hundred years in infinites of space and finally some alien race finds you in space and just shuttles you on in and perfectly preserved frozen corpse. That'd be awesome. You just go in the museum and then they extrapolate back from your trajectory where you would have come from. Mm-hmm. And then it's a, then it's come like a space back and, quest. Just oh, just, yes. And then just totally annihilate whatever species is here. <laughs> <laughs> See, I was just going to say, they'll find something completely different, and they'll be like, where'd this guy come from? I thought it was this planet. Steve, your science sucks. Your math is terrible. Oh, man, come on. You've, you've been proven wrong time and time again, Steve. We no longer respect you. Get out. But we're keeping your frozen man corpse. That's, That's right. still cool. Because that is cool, and it's real, and something something's out there. Came from somewhere. No, I just like the idea of my frozen corpse leading them back to us and murdering everybody. So I get to be the mm-hmm. the catalyst for our destruction. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's amazing to me. I like that thought. But again, to think of it, this would be humanity like 800 years plus in the future. Because mm-hmm. you're not going out at the speed of light. So if you're oh, traveling no. for 800 like centuries, you're going like th- like this much. You're mm-hmm. going super slow. So it might not even be us here, you know. I don't yeah, care. It could be any. Could it, be any species. Sun would be a red giant by that point. Well, there maybe. Where, where's this planet? It's in the middle of the sun, Steve. God, you suck. It's gone. Your math you is idiot. terrible. Did you not look at the sun? Duh. <laughs> and and by Steve, I don't mean like Steve the fan, Steve. I mean like space Steve the alien, alien yeah. Steve. Not you, Steve. You're cool. Not you, Steve. Your programming's fine. Yeah. 
<laughs> you could use actually they should track down and if they find code made they'd be like hey this cleans steve's code up way better oh man we would have found where they actually came from if we'd used code made there you go a plug for your services there steve awesome <laughs> just put the check in the mail <laughs> <laughs> so what else have we got on the news front eric what's going oh, on oh gosh so everybody else basically is quiet right now not sure what's up, especially with Gamescom going on. I was hoping to hear some news, but unfortunately, we might have to wait till PAX West to get anything, if anything. And of course, I think I got to talk to you about it, but I think I want to do a little coverage. Of course, PAX West comes up. We'll do our usual spiel covering mm-hmm. it, what's going on, of course, because Gearbox is always there, always doing something. So with everything quiet on the front because, of course, the prospects of PAX West coming up, the only news we got this week was from dun, 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 Epic and Fortnite because every week is a patch from Fortnite because that's mm-hmm. the way the world works. Was there anything of interest this week out of Fortnite for you, Matt? Well, I'm going to jump down to the save the world mode like I always do because this one, a lot of people are going to be like, ooh, it's not a big deal. But to me, it's a big deal because the last time I played Fortnite, which admittedly was quite a while ago, defenders sucked. I never used them. They would always run out of ammo. I'd give them 8,000 shots. It'd be gone in half a second. Defenders now use 33% less ammo and 33% less weapon durability. So they are less annoying. Thank God. I mean, they improved them already, but improve them all the way. Just make them, as soon as you give them one bullet, they'd shoot forever. Just make it that way. Because defenders were, were awful. I hated them. Now they're a little bit better. Good. Good move, Epic. Good job, Epic. And then, of course, every time they come around, they introduce some new gun, new item, etc. This week was really cool. The Rift to Goes, what a brilliant idea. Now, I run into this problem all the time. I'm trying to get, like, you know, the the storm will close in, and I've got to do a huge swoop. And sometimes Mm -hmm. I'm an idiot and place myself in a bad spot. You know, I was really good in the previous position, but then I get to this point and now I'm like, oh, crap, I've got to run through this entire field with only a couple trees here or there Mm -hmm. and get over there. And I'll scope the situation out, think I'm clear, everything seems fine. I start running, running, everything seems good. The middle of the field, no hope of anything, and all of a sudden I'm taking sniper fire. Two, three shots, and boop, that's it. Yay for me. I'm out, number 22, 23, whatever. And this happens to me a lot. Admittedly, it's my own fault. That's definitely a get good start, you know, looking at your placement earlier than just the prior storm, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. But this makes it so I don't have to. If I can get me a rift to go, I get into a bad position like that, and guess what? Oh, no, I'm taking the sniper fire. Pop, pop. Off I go. Now I'm up in the air, floating down, and I can go anywhere Mm -hmm. I want to go and keep alive and freaking get the chance at getting the top five placements, which is fantastic to me. Yeah, that's the dream right there, man. And I'm going to jump it back down to save the world mode a little bit again myself, again, like I always do. They got Horde Weekly Challenge number three, and this is 16 waves, but the waves are shorter, and you have less time to prepare, and the husks move faster. If you like the Horde Challenge, but you want it to be quick hit, in and out, get in, get out, get better, like we always say, and have like a, a bigger like crazy husks run all around bit, there you go. It's just it's just another fun spin on the Horde Weekly Challenge. And if you succeed, you get that really cool legendary item. Oh, that's right. You get the uh, the like the flintlock, the flintlock. assault rifle, basically. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, and you get, I think you said you get to choose from three of them. So that's really cool. I'm mm-hmm. always down. You know me. I'm a loot whore. So anytime that's you true. tell me I'm going to get a piece of loot or legendary loot or exotic or whatever it is, I'm all aboard. Mm-hmm. I also like the new battle royale mode, which is the score royale LTM. Yep. Now, 
I will say, and of course, for those of you who don't know, all this is you collect points to claim victory instead of just be the last one to survive. They tally up the points at the end, and then the person with the most points wins. Awesome. I love it. They even broke down, like, you get 10 points for opening a chest, uh, such and such. Different points for doing different things. I'm not going to go into detail. If you want to check that out, go look for yourself. However, I do have beef with one, and you get, I think it's 100 points for killing an enemy. Which is like the most points you can get. There's one one other thing that gives you 100 points. But that's a problem to me. Because that still just promotes you killing players mostly. Which, duh, that's the point of the game, I suppose. I mean, it should be the hardest thing to do, though, right? I mean, opening a chest, anyone can walk up and open a chest. Open a chest, but there's also the coins to find. The gold coins, mm-hmm. silver coins, bronze coins, and those get you points. Uh, opening the treasure chest, opening up the, the regular things. That all that gets you mm-hmm. points. And I'm um, I'm fine with all that, but I think that the killing the enemy player should give you like fifty. I think the gold coin should be like the only thing that gives you a hundred, and then you get fifty for the killing people. And those, I think you get fifty for getting a silver coin too. I would rate mm. that the way it should be because all this does is it still makes it a battle royale normal for me in my eyes anyway. Because the good people who are awesome are still just going to win. Because if they could kill players before, they can still kill players now. If they won before because they killed everybody, they're just going to win now because they kill everybody because it gets the maximum amount of points. Why bother collecting anything when I can just go murder 48 players and I'm just unbeatable? I mean, I guess that is a fair point, but you do have to think that since there is that, you have to get the high score in order to end the game and be the winner. So if it's 100 points per person, I think the high score for solo queue is 2,000. So you still got to kill 20 whole players. Mm-hmm. I mean, for me, that's a big ask because maybe I can kill like two. But I, I mean, I don't know about the, the super ace, you know, number one of the universe over here. But I, I still feel like that's, I don't know, maybe for some people, killing 20 people is just nothing. But I feel like that's a big ask. So maybe it's weighted right. I mean, you, c- you can tweak it down just to make those, you know, less skilled players who are working more on chests and loot and coins and all that stuff have more of a fighting chance. Maybe they'll tweak it again because they've been tweaking stuff like playground mode. They've been tweaking every single week. Some of the other ones they tweak a little bit in the, in the I think that's usually two weeks that they stick around maybe. But they might get some score tweaks. You never know. Yeah, and then as you were just talking, I was thinking about it too, and I'm like, well, maybe the coins are actually abundant. So if you are just hunting those coins and you're actually, that's what you're doing, hunting coins and killing players only if they get in your way or you see them easily, Mm -hmm. you know, targeted, that would then also allow you to win. Get to the point cap, which by the way, yes, there's a point cap. You get to that point cap, you win, but if nobody does, then it tallies up the points and then the highest score wins. So, But maybe that's the case. I got to get in there and give it a try. Obviously, I haven't done that yet, so I'll have a better opinion and knowledge base for it once i get in there and play it some i mean how cool would it be if they had it like straight up mario designed like your coins like going in a path or like sonic Sonic style so like oh it's coins leading up to the top of the hill but if you get to the top of the hill all the snipers can hit you because you're standing on top of this freaking hill but there's a gold coin up there so total risk reward right there Mm. like hey there's a gold coin up in the little shed but oh it's me and eric disguised as bushes in the back of the shed with our shotguns boom boom 200 points for us yep another another 100 points bam done Mm -hmm. it's clever i like it Another spin on Battle Royale. They keep doing yeah. it. It keeps being entertaining. So I look forward to trying this one out too. And I will say as a whole, I definitely prefer score-based things versus kill-based things. I liked when Call of Duty went from kill streaks to score streaks. That way you could get you know, their 
the kill streak rewards for assists or protecting the objective or stuff like that. Obviously, you can only go so far in Battle Royale, but adding this, find coins, open loot chests, do this, and get points for it, that speaks to me more than Battle Royale itself does. I agree. I 100% agree with that, you know, because I suck at killing people mostly, so that's why I agree mm-hmm. with that. So I'm on board <laughs> with this one. gives me a secondary chance to win by doing something else, and I enjoy Absolutely. that. I'll be in there playing, man. I'm going to give it a go. And speaking of giving it a go, it's time to give it a go right on out the dough. We got yeah. to wrap this up. That's, Let's that's, do it. That's, that's terrible. No, that was actually a really good one. What are you talking about? I like that one. That was good. Speaking of giving it a go, we're walking right out this door and going our own ways. Look at that. See? You know, something like that. You had it, you had it the first right. time. It was fine. So what do you guys think about this new limited time mode? What do you think about that We Happy Few art book? Are you pre-ordering that? What do you think about the gimmick that I had to set aside because we weren't doing the stream. What do you think about this over here? I'm even holding it out of camera frame so Eric doesn't know what I'm talking about. What do you think about this? You can let us know via email at info at thirdshift.me. You can tweet at us at thirdshiftme, and you can find us on Facebook under Third Shift. Indeed you can. We also have a Patreon set up. We treat that sucker just like a little old tip jar. If you like what you hear, you thought one of the episodes was particularly funny or amusing, or just in general, want to just throw us a buck or two, that'd be great. We appreciate it. It helps keep the show running. It helps keep the lights on. If you do not have any money, that is also fine. Because you know what? Paying bills is important. As I always say, you can give us five-star ratings, reviews, mailbag questions, Talented Tuesday challenges. Any and all interaction with our audience is a great time and buffers our egos and makes us feel like we're special and we love it. So if you guys can just keep on doing that, we can keep on doing this. Otherwise, we'd become a freaking five-star. No, that will never happen. Don't even blaspheme. <laughs> Do not blaspheme us I was in that just fashion. about to say, but that's not a reality because I would never become a five-star. Mm. I'm too hateful and evil to ever become a five-star. <laughs> I don't care if you and I are the only people listening to this podcast and we don't even download it. We're still going to do it, damn it. We will not become a five-star. Exactly. So, sorry. You will never see us become a five-star, so therefore you might as well just go on over to Patreon and support us so that way we can keep going happily and merrily along the way. We do appreciate everyone who currently and has in the past thrown some cash and little donations our way. You guys are the best, and we hope you guys continue to do so, and we hope anybody who liked what we hear consider doing so. With that, hey, have a merry day. You know what I mean? And speaking of having a merry days, you guys can have another merry day on August 31st when our next episode drops, because this podcast drops every Friday, and you can find those episodes on iTunes, on Stitcher, and on Podbean. And as I always say, because Eric doesn't say it, I always say Eric always says it, but I really am the one who says it. Mm-hmm. If you like what we're doing and you'd like to help us out, please give us a like, a rating, a review, a comment, a subscription, any kind of good thing on any one of those good services, because it does help us out, and we really do appreciate it. Indeed we do, Matt. And as always... It's the end of the show. And what do we do at the end of the show, Matt? We don't forget, forget to say. Shut up and sit down.